this is Vinnie Paul from it. Hell yeah! You're listening to Iron City Rocks. Come on now. Hi there, this is Ricky Faulkner from Judas Priest, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hi, this is Udo Jokschneider, the singer of UDO, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, 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 this is Steve Whiteman from Kicks, and you are rocking with John Caddick on Iron City Rocks. Once again, and welcome to episode 174 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I am your host, John. Episode 174, we have joining us from Baltimore. Please hold your booze. Steve Whiteman of the band Kicks. Uh, Kicks is uh, no stranger to uh, our home market, Pittsburgh, and I'm certainly sure that they're no stranger to your market, no matter where you are in the United States. Uh, Kicks have been tearing it up. Uh, for the better part of the last 30 years. They have just released on Frontiers Records a great new package entitled Live in Baltimore, which is not only a CD of a show, but also a DVD uh, for the really reasonable price. It goes for about 15 bucks on Amazon. Uh, you get the video and the concert on CD in the same package. So really worth checking out, and that is... Uh, for those who are always skeptical of the 80s bands, uh, this is a large portion of their original lineup. This isn't made up of a, a bunch of fill-ins, so you're getting all the all the good stuff from Kicks, who are uh, incredible live. Um, they were incredible live 25 years ago. They're still incredible live now. Uh, they really can carry off their records live, so if you're a fan at any point of the band, uh, really worth checking out. So what we're going to do, we're going to play a track off of Live in Baltimore from Kicks. This is Cold Blood, and then we're going to talk to vocalist Steve White.
Somebody made a hell of a mess right here. It's all wet and shit. Before Mark and I do this next song, we'd like to go backstage and let the boys do a little, little guitar thing. And we'd like to stick a couple of Tic Tacs in our mouth, but we're going to get real close together and do a little acapella uh, vocal part. And I think before I do that... They're coming. The dunks. The dribbling. The four-point shot. The world-famous Harlem Globe Charters are coming to Pittsburgh. Playing the Consol Energy Center on Sunday, December 26th at 7 p.m. Give your kids the gift they won't ever forget. Tickets are available at Dick's Sporting Goods box office at Consol Energy Center, Ticketmaster.com, and all Ticketmaster outlets, or charge by phone at 800-745-3000. The Harlem Globe Charters at the Consol Energy Center, Wednesday, December 26th at 7 p.m. Steve Whiteman. How you doing, Steve? I'm great. How are you today? Doing very, very well. You guys... Uh, uh, you were doing fantastic earlier. Yeah. <laughs> hey, once the tape's rolling, i gotta, yeah. I got to be serious. Um, okay. You guys are um, have released through Frontiers Live in Baltimore, CD, DVD, which is uh, kind of a career-spanning uh, collection of, of tracks uh, with, I have to say, more energy than I think even the, the studio recordings. Um, so I wanted to get you on the show and talk about the new album and, and see what's going on with Kicks and what the future plans are. Um, first off, you've been in the, the band now for, if my math is correct, 32 years. Does it does it seem that long to you? Well, we had a we had a 10 year break from '95 until like 2004, 2005. We we pretty much hadn't played a show. We thought the band was done, mm-hmm. um, and we had all moved on with other projects. Uh, our so um, when we sort of reformed to do a reunion show in 2004, and people kind of went ape shit, it it uh, it made us want to do it more and more and more, and it's just kind of evolved and grown since then. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, you guys, I remember because you were one of the the first bands, and I have to say, in, in my yeah, it's kind of a child of the 80s bands that you were probably one of the bands I saw the most live because it seems that you guys rolled through the Pittsburgh market. Um, with just about everybody. Um, yeah, I, re- I remember. Right. You, we, we always love the Pittsburgh market. Yeah, you guys. I remember seeing you open for Cinderella when they were on their long to cold winter tour, and you guys had just, um, I believe, uh, would I, uh, blow my fuse. Yeah, I remember it well. Yeah, and I mean, as, as big as you were, and obviously there was this, the uh, the single "Don't Close Your Eyes," which obviously blew up. But I mean, I, I would think as a live right, you guys are probably as big now as ever. Is that a fair statement? I would say right now we're enjoying them. Uh, I, I can't say more success than we have with Blow My Fuse, but it's it's just it's a lot more fun. It's a lot easier. We're actually making more more money than we've ever made because we yeah. just, we fly out the day before these festivals or these big shows, and we do the show and we fly home. So um, it's a hell of a lot cheaper than renting a tour bus and going out and pounding the pavements, having to play five nights to pay your expenses. So yeah. it's a whole lot of fun right now, and. The crowd seemed to be coming out in droves, and people remember us. And and those who who didn't know who we are, we sort of win them over from our show. So 
the fan base is growing again. Yeah, and I think uh, one thing that I, I was glad to see with this release, I mean, you guys have had a live album in, in the past, and you guys have always sounded fantastic live, but, I mean, it's not, you know, our, our friends in KISS have shown us that you can do a lot with a live recording to make it sound better, but, I mean, the fact that you throw on a DVD uh, so people can kind of experience it, because I remember, you know, as I said, I saw you guys with Cinderella, and you came on, I believe you opened with Cold Blood, no overdubs, no auto-tune or anything like that, and you guys nailed it. Um, you know, so this is a band with... We, we, we took pride in that. I mean, we, we worked hard at that. When um, we Our sound checks were probably longer than our shows, just mm-hmm. to make sure that everything was was perfect. And, and that was always our goal every night, to put on a perfect show. And that got embedded in us, and it's still in us. Yeah. Now, now looking back, I mean, the band went through, um, you know, some different permutations and things like that um, in the early days. And you guys, um, you guys were out of... Was it a little bit west of Maryland that you guys came out of? Yeah, we're we're about seventy miles west of Baltimore, DC, little little town called Hagerstown, Maryland. Okay, so I got uh, Steelers or Ravens? Ravens. Sorry. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, it, actually, I'm a Redskins fan, but when oh. we got the Ravens, I definitely got on board with them because growing up, I was a Colts fan. So yeah. when they stole the Colts from us, I became a Redskins fan because they were the next hometown team. Yeah. Well. If you're going to root for one, I'd rather hear you say the Ravens than the Redskins, because, you know. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, hey, that's okay. At least the, you know, the Ravens are one of those things I think everybody in Pittsburgh, it's, it's a love, hate, and respect. Oh, absolutely. You know. And, and uh, vice versa, too. But nobody respects the Redskins. I've got to be honest with you. They're not one that anybody. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I know. I know that. Yeah, so anyway, I do. But, you know. But um, growing up, I mean, you guys really got rolling in the, in the uh, 70s. You know, you got started with some different bands with Donnie and, and the guys. Um, but what what do you think was really the big break for the band? I mean, obviously, Blow My Fuse was was probably the most commercial, you know. But was there one point when you say, you know, was it Hot Wire? Was it a particular song? Or was there some, a particular tour that you guys picked up that really kind of put you guys on the map? You know, we we each album we approached hoping that, that the record company would... Uh, would embrace it and and you know do their best with it. So we always just work towards. It's almost like the coach saying the next game is the most important. Mm-hmm. We just put all our our focus and energy on each album before we made it, and then the tour following it. Just trying to get out there and get the word out and accumulate as many fans. Mm-hmm. I give our success to our relentless pursuit, our never say die attitude. Because yeah. it wasn't from the radio playing our songs on on the radio. It wasn't from uh, record companies help or, or uh, tours or anything. It was it was pretty much through our our own persistence. Our never say die. We will not go away because we believe in what we're doing. Yeah. And then luckily on Blow My Fuse, we finally come up with an album that excited the record label and they they pushed their magic money button and good things happened. Yeah, and that's I think what a lot of people probably didn't understand back in that era was it had a lot to do. And I, I remember. Uh, there were several artists on Atlantic Records around the, that period of time that had, you know, I don't want to say equally as good, but I mean, they had very good albums that you didn't yep. hear. You did not hear. Uh, and Winger was a great right. example. I mean, after the second album, you know, Atlantic Records just spent no money advertising it. So, you know, it just kind of went away. Um, it was the situation with, with um, the, the band's decision to go on a hiatus. Was it just kind of the climate of the music industry or? Um, were you guys just kind of getting burnt out on it? Or? 
No, absolutely. It was a climate of the music industry. We had, you know, we had come off of Boy My Fuse playing uh, arenas and traveling the world, Japan and the UK, and then we we come out with Hotwire, and then we're hearing from all the record company people that the new sound, the grunge sound, is, is coming, and it's probably going to take over radio. And uh, and sure enough, it did. So the Hotwire album pretty much um, hit a, hit a brick wall uh, uh, probably after our first single was released, Girl Money. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we just started to smell that it was over. Our our venues got smaller. The money offered got smaller. And we held on to do another album with CMC, thinking a smaller label might be able to uh, spend a little bit more time, give it some more special attention. But it, it, it was the same scenario. Radio was done with this. Um, venues were done with this. So rather than to, than to beat a dead horse, we thought we'd go out with our heads held high, proud of what we did, and, and just fade away. Yeah. Now, in the period of the band size, did you, I know you have the, the project Funny Money, um, but were there other things you worked on musically in that period of time? Pretty much just Funny Money, and, and I was doing vocal training. That, that's what I did when Kicks broke up. I started teaching vocals and started Funny Money, and that's how I supported myself for 10 years. Let me ask you this, because that, that's, that's an interesting, interesting thing that you, you started to teach did that help you as a singer to teach? I know a lot of people will say, you know, when they, when they, you know, I'll ask singers like Dora and people like that who have amazing singing voices, how they do it, did they get trained? And a lot of times you just get, no, I, I did that, and then later on I started to take training. But did your time teaching help you become a better singer? Absolutely. And, and it kept my chops up. It kept me strong. It, it, it allowed me to sing today the way I did 25 years ago. I think if I would have taken a break, and not sang for um, for ten years, I would have lost it all. I would have had to start from almost uh, zero and and build it all back up. So yeah, I, definitely that helped a lot. Okay. Now um, I guess one of the questions that has been on my mind when I listen to the record is: is do you guys plan on doing any more? I mean, obviously you, you mentioned doing weekend gigs, but have you guys looked into doing any kind of full-on tour? You know, kind of coast At this to coast. point, no. I, I mean, I, I don't think any of us ever want to really pound that pavement again, unless mm -hmm. there's, um, unless something would explode. Like we're talking about putting out a new Kick Studio album next year, um, if that happens and if it's good, and if, if radio would happen to get on it and there was a demand for us to get out there, but mm -hmm. to push it and, and to expect people to come out and, and not have any support, it, that's kind of silly these days. Um, yeah. That probably would never happen again. But if there was a reason to go out and do it, we would. Yeah, now with, um, you mentioned a new studio album, which was, was exactly where I was headed. Um, are you guys, your deal with Frontiers, is this a long term or is this, um, was just for this particular live album? It pretty much started with just a live album. We were looking for distribution because we mm -hmm. felt that this, this product was pretty strong and that mm -hmm. fans out there who were curious would like it and fans out there who knew who we were would like it. So we were, uh, really pursuing getting this thing released and, Part of the deal was that you know they would like to have a um, a new studio album, mm -hmm. and you know we kind of stepped back and thought about it because um, obviously it would be a different sounding album without Donnie Purnell involved. Sure. But we're all capable of writing, and I, I rather than shoot it down, we said, well, let's put some music together, let's put our ideas together, and see what we can come up with. And if we can come up with ten or twelve strong tracks that we're all proud of, and we feel Kicks fans would like to hear, then we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Now, um, we will be approaching kind of the magical milestone year for Blow My Fuse next year, if, 
uh, my memory is good. It's been a long time. Um, it'll be its 25th year. Is there any uh, chance of maybe a re-release? I know that CD can be kind of hard to find, you know, in a physical product. That's a good question. And um, having no contact with Atlantic Records, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I, I imagine they still own the catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, we've still never seen a penny from Atlantic Records, not mm-hmm. one cent. So not, our relationship is not very good. It's not like yeah. we're, you know, hey, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, ironically, that's not a rare sentiment from former Atlantic artists. Um, yeah, yes, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I don't have a whole lot of good to say about Atlantic. I mean, I, I felt they high and dry this too many times. And mm-hmm. um, if anybody, if, if the finger's pointed as to who to blame as to why the band didn't break sooner or break bigger, I point the finger at them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, again, this uh, new album is with Frontiers Records. Uh, it's a CD-DVD um, in, in store. So if you're, you're looking for it on, like, Amazon, etc., uh, you get the video on iTunes, you can get the audio. Uh, and, and as a Kicks fan, uh, admittedly a Kicks fan, uh, I think it's a great set. I mean, it sounds like you guys had a hell of a lot of fun doing that show. Any particular memory of that night? Um, the, the whole night. I mean, it, it, it was a conscious effort to do it in the Baltimore area because that's where our most rabid fans are. I mean, sure. they, they've, been, they've been the loudest, the most supportive over the past 30-some years. And um, this venue that we had we had just started playing called Rams Head Live mm-hmm. was just perfect. It was big stage, great state of the art production, plenty of room to set up cameras, and and the guys shooting it were you know were really enthusiastic and and were big kick fans and wanted to be there to help us out. And it just it all fell into place. It was never really planned or a conscious effort. It just fell into place. So it it was it was to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it translates. Uh, you know, to a very inspired performance. You know, I'm, I'm sure not every band is on every night, but it sounds like you guys, you know, kind of hit the mark that night in particular. It, it, it seems like this band has been doing it for so long that nights that we don't feel like, you know, we, we hit our stride, mm-hmm. people will come up and say it was a great show. So even when we don't feel we're at our best, we still do something right that people people still think it's pretty sure. damn good. So sure. that's that just goes to show the, the professionalism and, and the discipline of the band. Sure. Now, do you have, um, as far as Funny Money, um, for those not familiar, can you just briefly describe what that project was? And, and is there anything going on in the future, or future plans with that? Um, Funny Money was my, was my extension. It was finally my writing tool when, when I left Kicks. Um, getting songs in, on a Kicks album was not an easy chore because Donnie pretty much ruled that area. I mean, he pretty much controlled it. So, I finally had a writing vehicle, and, and, and I started writing a whole bunch of songs and wrote four CDs worth of music, and I, and I loved it. I loved the freedom. Um, I It was an extension of Kicks. I mean, it, it, Kicks is what I obviously did well, so I wasn't going to try and and mm-hmm. create a whole new fan base. I tried to, to continue on with the fan base that I'd already acquired with Kicks, so I wasn't trying to consciously change anything. If I did, it was just because of different different writers, but... Mm-hmm. Um, Fans, fans in the beginning were reluctant because it was, you know, just like Kicks, the reason we broke up was the, the disinterest in the music. It took several years to get funny money to the point where it was accepted and, and we started to draw fans and sell CDs. So it was a chore. It, it, it took mm-hmm. a lot of time and effort to get it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you, um, I mean, is that kind of on hold now with, with the renewed, obviously the renewed interest you're going to be obviously getting with the new live album with Kicks? Or do you? I'm sorry. Any, any writing you're doing right now is that going into 
you know, the new Kicks album? Or are you writing anything for yeah. Funny Money in particular? Yeah. Well, I was writing for Funny Money, and then when this whole concept of a new Kicks album came, I I just thought, well, I should just throw it in the pot for uh, for um, to be considered for the Kicks album. It's, okay. Whether it was written two years ago or written today, it it, it still is unrecorded material. Getting Ronnie and Brian and Jimmy and everybody involved in it to put their sound to it is where it's going to evolve into into a kick sounding song. Sure, sounds good. And and for those not familiar, that the website for Funny Money is funnymoneyband.com. Um, Kicks is uh, is kicks-band.com. They can get a hold of you guys. I think so. Yeah. I just Google Kicks and it comes up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Right after the serial, we get the band, and that's that's good. Right, exactly. Well, Steve, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I've enjoyed uh, every time I've seen your band, and it's been a pleasure talking with you this afternoon. Well, thank you very much. Green Day, the epic journey continues. Welcome to paradise. Green Day, live on tour. Don't want to be an American idiot. Uno Dos Trey Tour. Don't want a nation under the new media. January 14th, Consol Energy Center. On holiday. Green Day. Take my lip and close my eyes. Take me away to paradise. For info about Green Day's unprecedented upcoming three new CDs, go to greenday.com. January 14th, Consol Energy Center. Green Day. Tickets are on sale now. Dick's Sporting Goods Box Office at Consol Energy Center. Ticketmaster.com. Ticketmaster outlets are charged at 800-745-3000. Produced by SLP Concerts and Knitting Factory Presents. All right, again, don't miss Green Day at the Consol Energy Center in January. And the Harlem Globetrotters, day after Christmas. Uh, I'll be in the uh, house for that one. It should be a great time. I know as a kid, I used to love seeing the Harlem Globetrotters on the wide world of sports. And then, if you're old like me, you remember them when they were on Scooby-Doo and how flipping cool that was. So, Harlem Globetrotters at the Consol Energy Center, December 26th. Uh, I want to thank Steve Whiteman for coming on the show from the band Kicks again. Live Kicks, live in Baltimore, available on Amazon, iTunes. Gotta say, though, this one you gotta get on uh, actual physical media. For those of you who love to get your stuff from iTunes... I can understand that, but to not get the DVD, I think the thing's 10 bucks at iTunes and 15 at Amazon with a DVD. So spend the extra 5 bucks and get the DVD and the physical package and all that good stuff. Hopefully we'll be getting kicks in the Pittsburgh market sooner than later. Uh, I know back in the 80s it seemed like they were the de facto opening act for every band that came to town. I know I saw them many, many times and loved them each and every time. So wasn't just blowing smoke up Steve's rear end there. I was really, really glad to talk to them and really loved the band for many, many years. Uh, you get a chance to listen to uh, an album like Blow My Fuse uh, from back in, what was it, 87, 88? Uh, it's a fun one to go back and listen to. Uh, a lot of good stuff. I know a lot of people weren't a big fan of Don't Close Your Eyes, and that's a song I could take or leave, but some really, really great songs on that CD to go back and listen to. It's a fun one. So, again, want to invite you to check out IronCityRocks.com. Iron City Rocks is part of the Cast Iron Ring Network, which is at CastIronRing.com. Go to the iTunes App Store. There's an Iron City Rocks app, a Cast Iron Ring app. Uh, both will allow you to listen to this show as well as many other shows. The Iron City Rocks app has concert dates for the Pittsburgh market. Cast Iron Ring has all of our other sister podcasts as well you can listen to. So both are free, so if you're going to get one, get them both. Uh, we're on Facebook, Iron City Rocks. Twitter, 
forward slash Iron City Rocks. We're on YouTube and a bunch of other things as well, so if you feel the need to dig out Google Plus and give it a try, we're on there, although I'm not sure why. Uh, drop us an email, ironcityrocks at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you want to hear on the show. Also, be on the lookout. We've got some ticket giveaways going on, especially on Facebook. We like to have fun from time to time. We just throw out a pair of tickets to uh, make your guys' day a little more interesting. And also, we have a Battle of the Bands going on for those following us on Facebook. We have just finished the first round where we took 16 of what we feel were the best hard rock and heavy metal bands of all time. We let the fans vote each day for a pair. You uh, vote between two bands. The winner goes on to the next round, loser goes home. So we're down to the final eight, so come to Facebook.com and check that out. Get your vote heard. Until next time, we appreciate your listening. Mm-hmm.